Welcome to Geeks and Grounds, a monthly game club where we play games and brew good conversation together. Today's episode is a conversation with the creative lead and one of the artists of A Space for the Unbound, Dimas Novan from Mojikin Studios. Yes, in addition to talking about the general inspiration for the game itself, we also discuss why time and place, specifically 90s rural Indonesia, are essential to this story's identity, how community and family influence personal well-being, and how the team prepared to address a topic as heavy, or topics as heavy as anxiety and depression, in their otherwise very wholesome slice-of-life adventure game. So this episode is spoiler-free in terms of specific plot points, but we do discuss uh, themes found within the game throughout. And at the very end, we do have a small spoiler section. So don't worry, we will give everyone a heads up before those questions kick off. Yes. As always, if you have comments, thoughts, questions, anything you'd like to share, bring the conversation over to Discord, where you can join a community of folks discussing the game this month, or send a message over to Jenny at geeksandgrounds.com and we will get back to you. We are drinking a nice set of chais tonight, uh, so get your mugs ready, and we hope you enjoy this episode. All right, well, welcome so much to the podcast, Dimas. It's really good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your work day to, to chat with us. Thank you for having me. It's been really an honor for me to be in this podcast. We've talked about what the game is and defined it, but we would love to kick off with you describing the game in your own words. Yeah, a space for the Unbound is a magical realism adventure about two high school sweethearts with supernatural powers. Uh, their name is Atma and Raya. Both of them are facing the end of high school, end of the world. And in this game, player will explore a colorful urban city inspired by 90s and early 2000s Indonesia. And player will dive into people's minds, resurface their buried secrets in stopping the world's end. And... The most important things they can pet cats. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, it is the most important things. <laughs> we had a moment while we were watching the trailer when uh, before we played, and we didn't know much about the game. And yeah, we're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. We're seeing nineties. We're seeing kind of end of the world. And then there were cats, and it was like our excitement just shot way up. We were so excited for the cats. Yeah, I can tell it's a ten out of ten game already. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched your guys' reaction. It was it's really priceless for me. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's been really surprising for for me personally because I didn't know like a feature like you where you can pet the animal is very much needed. <laughs> Actually, we just want like just a side activity that yeah, player can relax themselves in the game. And but actually, it's become the one of the main selling point for the game. So <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, it was uh, it was really uh, exciting. I think we had played a game last month where there we had discussed specifically there was no way to pet the cute animals or the stuffed animals oh, okay. and it was like every time you walked by one i was like oh i really want to touch this thing like we can't well yeah. and i love that you can pet the cats and then you name them and that for me sold me completely because it's like now every time I walk by like wizard I have a cat named wizard and I'm like every time I walk by I have to pet wizard I have to pet, <laughs> I think it's Seymour so it's like all of these cats that aren't just like pettable cats but they're now my friends <laughs> yeah 
yeah it's actually we really want player feels very connected with the city in there so we give player feature to to name the cats like the selection of cats uh, it will be tedious like if you if right if we if players have to like name the cats by themselves so we got a selections names that might hopefully give them some little bit laughter <laughs> I was definitely enjoying it. There, I was terrified because um, one of the recommended names was Warlord. And I was like, oh no, if I name this cat Warlord, this is a magical realism game. Is this cat going to attack me and take over the world? So... <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got some really fun deciding the name, the name for the cats uh, in Indonesia, especially like uh, in the, in around my around my in the office like we always name about uh, we always uh, see cat as our boss <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty natural for us to give a cat its very strong name just like in the game you have a cat named bosku bosku in indonesia is like a slang word for my boss or our boss great this is the lore we need yes <laughs> Yeah, because like uh, we Indonesian sometimes refer ourselves as a as a slave of a cat. So <laughs> yeah, it's just jokes, but it was really fun just to see cats as our boss. <laughs> That's so funny because uh, I was wondering if that if the Bosco was a play on Basque, the mm-hmm. like Egyptian cat. Uh, oh okay God, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hearing this is way it's better way better it's so good <laughs> it's so creative <laughs> yeah uh you mentioned some of the inspiration the kind of the 90s and uh end of the world mm-hmm. um i'd love to know uh what were some of the specific manga or movies or anime that inspired this game oh yeah there are quiet numbers of it but if i would like to pick uh, i'm fr- start from the manga of course uh i really inspired by the Doraemon. if you guys know that manga it's it's like a 90s hit in indonesia uh, every kids in the block is reading Doraemon and watch those uh, those sunday cartoons Doraemon. uh and we've been uh the main character in Doraemon is nobita and Doraemon, and like it's every kid's dream to be nobita like you can uh, re- literalize your childhood dream using Doraemon, Doraemon gadgets and stuff. Space World, uh, Space World is kind of inspired by that, where like you have been given a superpowers and then, uh, that the superpowers you use gone, gone wrong by use and then you got the consequences of it. Yeah. Uh, start from there and then I also really inspired by Aria by Kozue Amano. Uh, it's yeah, it's 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 manga about uh like a future Mars where Mars is actually flooded with water, and then there will in the Mars there there is a town named Neo Venezia. Uh, people people in there is actually uh li- living like in future futuristic Neo uh, Venezia, and then it was very calm. And very peaceful story about uh, about I don't know how do you say it like gondola 
gondola uh, gondola service uh, it has been very very peaceful town uh, it tells story about peaceful town and then how the uh, every everybody is helping each other and something like that in yeah it's really influencing how the story at how the storytelling in space for the unborn uh, and then uh, the next one is a flower of evil if you guys ever know by Shuzo Osimi it it's kind of hardcore psychological uh, manga about growing up it's kind of dark <laughs> it's kind of really really dark at first uh, I think it was really fit for a space for the unborn but after I reading the collect like couple chapters of flowers of evil it's just man I can't read something like this it's just too dark <laughs> It will be terrifying <laughs> experience. <laughs> I, I I even feeling scary if I like have to write something like this. I have to make something like this. It feels very personal to the author, the, the author himself. So I don't think I'll just take some inspiration from it and then uh, like trying to trying to adapt it into my own style or our own style, um, making it more much more. Wholesome, and I think the last manga that I can mention it's not it's actually not manga but or more like the author is Kubonuchi Eisaku. Maybe you guys uh, familiar with uh, Carol and Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. he is the character designer for Carol and Tuesday. He is actually uh, like also manga artist, and yeah, he is very good at. Telling us a wholesome story, even though the topic that he he bring up is really really dark. It's about yakuza and it's about like run, runaway bride. It's the theme is really heavy, but he also he has this way to tell the story in very wholesome way, and it's very fun way with humor. But sometimes it doesn't really afraid to go dark when the time has come, and it has been really influenced us on how telling story in the space for the unbound mm-hmm. yeah yeah it is really powerful to have these wholesome stories that provide a really safe place for people to explore these really heavy themes because it's one thing to have like a really heavy dark psychological story and you just kind of go in there from the jump and it can be really intense but if you have a slice of life wholesome setting and foundation it allows you to feel okay as you dive into the heavier stuff i feel like yeah we we had discussed the the opening prologue with the scene between nirmala and her father well i guess the father and atma when he's like in the in the house yeah um that was a it was one of those moments where it's like my stomach clenched i was like oh man like Mm -hmm. i i know this kind of the fear and like the energy in in a house like that Mm -hmm. um so yeah the storytelling and it was such a subtle detail to have like the banging on the door but it was like wow like a really powerful moment in that Mm -hmm. opening prologue yeah yeah it's actually like really it has been our great struggle like to present the the story in in much more lighter way because we know it, we will deal like with a very heavy teams. But how do we make it much more digestible for players around the world? Uh, so that's why we try to bring some various light elements, like petting the cats, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> doing doing like uh, doing a school bucket list and watching movies and something like that. 
we we try to make it to take the to make the experience uh much much more lighter and then when i think that the time comes we we go try to different road <laughs> try to different road and yeah we it's uh it's been really nice to know that player around the world uh i think can can digest that mm-hmm. yeah I really enjoyed what you mentioned um, just a few minutes ago about how you really wanted to make this game personal. Like there's a lot of you that came into the game and you had mentioned that like in a previous interview that specifically setting the game in a specific place and time in the 90s and in rural Indonesia was very important. And I wanted to talk about also the concept of the anime pilgrimage because you oh, mentioned yeah. that that yeah. was a big inspiration and I wanted to know why that that became so significant to you as you were making the game. Oh yeah, maybe uh, I'll start. It's also a continuation of the last question like my uh, the movies that influenced me or us. Uh, it's actually when, when I'm in high school I read some article about anime pilgrimage like uh i i know uh at that time i didn't know that a lot of place in anime is actually a a real life place like i know it might be inspired but <laughs> i know it might be inspired but to know that it's actually a real life place and people like willing to go to one that place to just take a photos and compare it to the uh, anime counterparts is has been really fascinating for me uh since that day i've been always dream of like uh seeing my town drown in a very anime way <laughs> so, so we can like giving we can have a new appreciation towards that place yeah but because like uh every time like i see an anime beautiful anime backgrounds like popped in my mind that damn i really want to go to japan <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah i I, it's it's always something like that, and then I know that uh, back in the day there is like a Korean drama Winter Sonata. Oh my uh, gosh, yes, <laughs> that, was, that was one of my first favorites. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is these scenes where like the main characters holding hands, and then the girl is like uh, walking up on the laid down tree, and then that scene becomes so popular, and then. Everybody in the Korea like go to that place <laughs> to just try to recreate that scene. <laughs> Even and the tree and the tree broke down <laughs> because a lot of people try to walk uh, on top of that. Yeah, it's been like I've been kind of dreaming something like that, like to uh, to capture a moment uh, from my hometown and then place it to the. Uh, to the media, I don't know. It, it can be a manga, or it can be it can be anime, it can be a movie, or something like that. And then at that time, I learned about Makoto Shinkai in my high school. Well, bought his art book. Uh, seen, I don't. Know, it's in here actually. Bought his art book. <laughs> oh, my that's high school. amazing. Yeah, I read this and then see there are lots of real life photography involved, and then it just really opened uh, opened. Uh, a new a new ways of thinking of for me like oh wow this kind of environment that's actually maybe a little bit too 
you can turn it, you can turn into very beautiful anime and then when you look, look back to the real life again it's actually really beautiful <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. that reminds yeah. me of what yeah. i i really love about um especially miyazaki films they capture this really beautiful simplicity and magic in the boring mundane things in life it's like you look at things that are so average that they become magical and i think that's a superpower for games especially the ones that i've noticed that do slice of life or wholesome themes they really allow people to see the magic in their everyday lives yeah yeah i actually come to appreciation about uh, the ghibli films that Sometimes the main character's room or like the setting rooms is very cluttered and very chaotic. It's really it's but it's still drawn really beautifully and it influenced me like influenced me in funny way when I see my own house kind of cluttered <laughs> and chaos. I see oh no, it is Ghibli aesthetic. It's yeah. Ghibli esque. It's okay. Yeah, this is That's official okay. now. This is <laughs> uh, I remember when we were watching the trailer. Um, one of the first really striking moments in the uh, the art style was seeing uh, uh, Raya standing on the bridge and her skirt is kind of flapping in the wind. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, that, that image, that scene was beautiful. so beautiful. And I was like, oh, that, is that a real life bridge? Could we go to that bridge? Yes, of course. It's actually a real life bridge. But actually today it's kind of going some changes a little bit in there but the bridge is still there it's <laughs> uh, amazing yeah yeah it's it's like a road that i always take when i go to my uni like in the days and in in there that you can see a really open sky it's really beautiful mm. and back in this when the road is not really and the road it's kind of like deserted place actually but right now the there are new roads uh, new road that we can take to go there it's become quite crowded, but when things back then, when things were very silent back then, it was really beautiful place. And everything, when everything, when every time things got quite heavy in my end, whenever I go to the bridge, just passing through, uh, riding my motorbike, it's quite an experience. It's clearing a little bit, clearing my head. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I really love going to that bridge because yeah, because that is the this is the like the highest ground around my neighborhood and there you can see like a beautiful open sky like yeah it's i love yeah i love finding those little moments in real life that you can or little spaces that you can really make your own mm-hmm. i remember uh i'm from indiana and there's this um little little trail that runs behind a hospital and along a river and it was my favorite place on like saturday mornings i would just like go on a walk and that was the place that i hoped that i would end up uh via whatever trajectory and route that i was going to take and i i think one of the things that you've done really beautifully with this game is I had I had the town map in my head yeah. almost really? immediately. Yeah. I was like, I know exactly where the internet cafe is. I know exactly where the arcade mm. is. I know where the cafe is. And it was like, I, you did such a great job of making these spaces feel very real mm-hmm. uh, and in their place. And you you called it out. This is it's magical realism. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you 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 put little twists on each of them, and it's like every place 
had a moment in the game and in the story that um, we got to feel like there's magic in this cafe. There's mm-hmm. magic in this dojo. And I thought you did a really great job with that. Um, how was that a, an intentional process as you guys were going through and deciding um, that that space and how you're going to make it mean uh, actually, something? Yeah. Actually, at first, I just draw. Uh, we just we just place everything that we want <laughs> without really <laughs> knowing what's inside, what's going to be there. All we really want to do is just like pay, paying a tribute to our times growing up, and then like to uh, Indonesia's typical city, especially in the more like rural areas. Uh, we just really like place whatever that uh, can calling back to our memories back in the day, like the internet cafe, and then the the colonial era cafe style, and then like the arcade. Because it has been very, very, uh, very dear memory to us, and and then we we built the we built the town, uh, we built the building, and then we try to give it a story a little bit, mm-hmm. and then while by the time by the time by the developing time process, we try to imagine more deeply about what happened, what actually happened in there, what what actually, what what Atma will find in this place and then we try to make it as much con- connect connecting at each other so people like can have their like can have can know the where which if we take left where they will end up and if we take strike where where they will end up we try to make everything's like uh, quite obviously Oh, this is this is going here, and I will end up here. Uh, we'll try to make everything is memor memorable as possible. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you telling us more about um, space and the places that we get to go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about time. So, time is very interesting in the game. Could you describe the ways that you thought through how to represent and take on the passage of time uh, in in the game? Yeah, uh, uh, to avoid to avoid a spoilers, I will name this particular character as this particular <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, at at first we settled on we make the story first, and then at first we settled on the gender of the story. Uh, it will be a mystery and psychology with a magical realism sprinkled on top of it. Uh, we create a very brief description of how nature of the supernatural power works in the game. And then make a brief description what kind of psychological condition of this particular characters undergoes, and we really want also want to emphasize the theme of melancholy and then theme of nostalgia. And then we move on on to we make the backstory for for these characters uh, with a just simple outline, and then we move to another characters what their connection to these characters and how they will impact each other. And we went through building up the psychology of characters and what what makes them behave in a certain way. Yeah, it, it comes with, uh, it revolves around their backstory first, and we move on to the most challenging parts of the game. It's like we have to tell this story to the point of point of view of Atma, and mm. for folks who already finished the game, uh, you know how. How the story unfolds, and it has been really challenging for us to like tell this point of view of Atma. But 
we really take try to take notes from other movies like Donnie Darko and Truman Show. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. And yeah, and Donnie Darko and Truman Show. We try to take notes from it and Inceptions also. We try to like try to uh, adapt some of their storytelling techniques to the place and on Atma. And we we really want uh, this experience to become very rewarding, for rewarding. And then uh, after that, we like put how the world works, the true nature of NPCs and town, and then and then lastly, we invent some uh, some terms named space dive to connect everything, to connect everything uh, character with character, their psychology and their town, what is actually happening, and. The latter part is we mix up with the memory flashback to help player to get uh, necessary information because before like the later chapter, so it will be ma- make ma- ma- much more sense for players. Oh, this is actually what is happening, and I understand this character because what they have been going through. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's been very back-to-back process, but it is really fun. It's like fifty percent of planning, and then fifty percent of improvisation. Uh, yeah, it, it's I personally uh, take a lot of impression from like filmmaking process where we have this storyboard, uh, we have this script, script, and then it translated into storyboard. It undergoing some changes a little bit, and when the shooting process started at. There's also like the actor comes to play and then uh, the script change a little bit for once again and then when and lastly when the editing part comes in uh, even the, uh, even the movies uh, change a little bit there will be sometimes it feels very random but sometimes it's it feels very rewarding and satisfying when everything comes to places because like It feels like a uh, duct taping some a broken pottery, if I would like. To. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I, I'm. I'm really curious because you said you know it wasn't just you had the story, you knew exactly what you were going to make, and you made the game, and it was, you know, finished and, and simple as that. In reworking and editing and adjusting the story and the characters was. Maybe without spoiling too much, um, was there one character that shifted the most as you were going through and thinking, "Oh, this is this character has to change more for this story to make sense," or did they all stay generally pretty similar and other elements changed around them? Yeah, it's actually, almost every characters, every main character, Atmaraya, uh, Marin, Lulu, and then Eric have gone under undergoing some. Uh, Additional changes, but uh, but their main main characters, main their main traits uh, wasn't really that changed. But we added some a new backstories to them to make uh, the way they behave makes much more sense. And especially for Atma and Raya, we added some story bits here and there. Uh, we continuously checking the script. We 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 have we have helped. We have been helped uh, testing the game and then. Uh, the tester said, "Oh, it this doesn't really work." Uh, our producer testing, "Oh, this doesn't really work. This this needs some more spice." And the narrative team also saying, "This this is not need more spice. This is need 
more recent. Yeah, it has been really back to back process. Yeah. As you uh, you put so much care into this world, you know, from the specific details of the location and the setting, the timing, the characters, and all the struggles they went through. I'm curious. Um, what are some of the favorite details that you captured? Was it those moments like the bridge, uh, you know, that's from your hometown that you remember? Was there a character that you really feel fondly about? Uh, do you have yeah. a favorite or is it hard hard to pick? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, if you talk about that, it's uh, it, it's actually a, like a tribute to our hometown in Surabaya. Uh, it's a tribute to the time growing up. So we i uh, think it's kind of like uh everything detail that we've been put is has been has been really my personal favorite because we it allow <laughs> it, it really allows us to like looking back through our childhood memories through our like growing up years and then and not talking about like future but we talking about past it has been really it has been really melancholic process for us. Uh, we uh, such a sample like there's a lot of building that has been gone from the game. Uh, mm. So uh, uh, the bad things about about I don't necessarily say the bad things, but the the sad things about it. There are there aren't really many documentations about uh, the time we were growing up. So we kind of digging our memory by ourselves just and looking for photo reference and try our best to remember things like the way before and we we uh, it sometimes uh, makes me imagine like uh, how many years this will this building will be last like maybe two or three years this building will be gone and will be changed by other stuff <laughs> yeah yeah, the modern world has been like going very, very undergoing very rapid changes that it it feels kind of really. I don't know if it's like if it's making sense or not. It's kind of but kind of like it's hard to living in the present <laughs> for me personally. Uh, that's why this game is is really special. Like every every detail that we've been put into the game is uh, will be forever crystallized in the game, and. We really also uh, my personal favorite probably is like drawing a colonial era influenced architecture. Uh, mm. Indonesia uh, once has been occupied by uh, by the, by the Dutch, and their European European architecture influenced a lot in lo- in a lot of our buildings, such as school primarily, and then uh, such as the cafe, also. Uh, we've been really having a great time, having a blast drawing that that part, and then reenact some our memories back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we found like uh, came across a new appreciation of the place that we're currently living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find that as you were cultivating your memories and trying to re- think about what to include, was there something that you remembered that you had previously? kind of forgotten about did any memories like activate like oh i didn't think about you know this arcade game but now that i'm making this game oh my gosh i remember i played this as a kid or did you have any memories that kind of came back to you as you were making yes there is uh, especially when making the arcade uh i remember like back in the days 
me and my big my big sister and her friend uh taking uh, a walk like 15 minute walks going to the local arcade and my sister will playing a dance dance revolution with her friends <laughs> yes <laughs> every every <laughs> evening and i'm just there chilling watching my my big sister playing just looking at them and then i remember when i drove the general store there is uh when i uh, when i drawing the detail of the general store when when the team trying to uh follow follow uh the detail we we realized there there is a lot of uh a badminton racket and then and we know back in the day that uh children in the in the in our neighborhood play badminton every evening and that's why in general store there is generally a, a sport equipment like uh, like a soccer ball and then and then yeah and then the badminton racket and then uh, there's also a custom where uh, where like there is a bird cage in the uh, in the general store is actually like kind of old uh, old people's culture to to like to keep a bird in the house as a social status <laughs> yeah oh, that's why <laughs> yeah yeah uh, because like the way the birds beautifully chirping is like it's like giving a beautiful music to neighborhood something like that <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of memories are coming back uh, and also like in the in the when the first chapter of Spread for the Unborn when we go to the cinema uh actually nowadays in indonesia there aren't really independent cinema theater building every cinema the- if you want to watch a movies you have to go to mall or to plaza and then you watch in there there uh, it's almost impossible to find like independent theater uh, theater building and yeah it has been very great memories for us <laughs> mm-hmm. You were just talking about how things are changing really rapidly and like the mm-hmm. the town that you remember from the 90s has evolved and changed quite a bit. Um what um what do you hope people will say about a space for the unbound in let's say 5 or 10 years? The game we just finished uh, last month with Geeks and Grounds was almost ten years old, mm-hmm. um, and so it was interesting talking about a game that was that was ten years old. So uh, we were just talking about how things have changed. Yeah. How do you hope people think about this game in five to ten years? Well, actually, I hope Space for Iron Dragon becomes a kit for people around the world to experience uh, the beauty and the hecticness of Indonesia, especially in the late nineties and early two thousands. I hope this becomes a time capsule for this place and this era. Uh, yeah, but actually, when people ask about when, if I have been asked about people expectation, to be honest, I don't really have any. But for myself, <laughs> for myself personally, I just really want to preserve the time we are growing up, and hopefully, it survive many years to come. Uh, because there isn't really any much like. Mm, a representation of our places in in the world and i hope this this game becomes one of them 
yeah, yeah it's, and yeah it's, I hope really, really do hope it becomes people's first get to know Indonesia we we talked exactly about that when we watched yeah. the game trailer how um, we had not engaged with in, I couldn't think of any Indonesian media mm-hmm. games or stories that I had gotten to be a part of or play before this is really my first time mm-hmm. and I you, you guys did such a great job of representing this space uh, that it felt it felt like a real town like mm-hmm. the places were interconnected the people were interconnected and so I, I'm really excited to see how how people's love for this game continues to grow over time. I think you guys did a really if you, as as your goal is to like create that time capsule. You did a really really wonderful job of that. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I hope people <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a slight slight tangent um, because we've talked a lot about the setting of the game and the foundation of the story, and we've alluded to the fact that there are really heavy themes even amidst okay. this very cozy game. And I I wanted to ask about how, as a team, maybe you as an individual, prepared yourself to address some of these heavier topics because this this game goes really hard um (laughs) like i will say by the end i was i was bawling i was crying because it really it hit um not only because the theme was so heavy but because like i felt like this was very real very tangible Mm. and very grounded in what felt like to me representative of very personal experiences, mm-hmm. whether or not all of them were true, the elements were all very real. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious how you all planned and how you prepared to address all of that. Yeah, we have a preparation like we consult with a psychologist to confirm uh, the outline we already made is like qualified from a psychological perspective. And we also try to take uh, what is the baseline for mentally healthy people from a psychology perspective? And then we found out that one of the baseline traits of people having a healthy mind is when they can function and doing activities in everyday life and can communicate with other people and, and then they can become more productive. Like, uh, uh, and at that moment, I, I me mean personally, oh, okay, it's okay if you have like symptoms in the end, uh, like everything else you really need time to heal and to improve as long as you can still function day to day basis it doesn't and it doesn't bring harm to you or other people or society it's completely okay to heal slowly and that became one one of our inspiration to different to define the character struggle that everything needs some kind of process to understand one's way of thinking to recognize their trauma or their feelings uh, and we have to not rushing change uh, and healing and being willing to face the pro- and process all of those emotion is the key, and and we try to uh, treat each chapter. Uh, we we try to make sure players have a gradual understanding how of how these particular characters behave in a certain way. We want players to experience these characters' angst, happiness, sadness, dreams, hope. There are many emotion to make players understand that this character certainly is. In the end, by all means, just a regular human with all the flaws. I think we continuously check the script if it's done very respectfully, uh, and then we uh, the lo- the the thing that I really love about the we li- we really love about the space for the unborn is 
how every character has their own weakness. <laughs> like in the very first uh, part of the game, the prologue, uh, Atma cannot actually cannot swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but it uh, but it happens in real life. Like uh, when the things come, uh, when the critical time comes, uh, your your shortcomings like haunts you, and then. Uh, you have to can you cut the consequences and like uh, it, it's really uh, we really tried so hard to make sure that every character has their own positive but they also has their own negative uh, at first there there's this one character that is quite perfect but in the end it doesn't really represent a person at all <laughs> like this uh, this perfect Uh, this perfect character won't exist in real life, and it won't make a believable story. And we add, and then we try to like deep uh, dive, deep dive into like uh, their uh, their characters, and found oh, it, this this is this this is an opportunity like to tell uh, a shortcoming of this character because of their own positive. We try to always try to balance between like positive negative and then uh their talent and then their shortcomings we we and we always try to be in the especially in the last part of the game we try to like what is what will happen if you faced by somebody that is already breaking breaking down like crumble down uh i watched a movie's name Manchester by the Sea. Uh, yeah, that movie has really moved me so much. Uh, I think it it is really one of great representation of people are in the in very bottom place and trying to rise up, but actually still unknown in the end still unknown if they can tackle their past properly. But I think it is quite respectfully done, and then. And in in this game, we would like to do the same. Like, uh, it's okay to have like to have uh, a muddy pass. Uh, in the end, your future is still a clean slate, right? <laughs> Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually think this uh, this is perfect because the the thing that we were also really curious about was how you built this community. These people who mm-hmm. have interconnected lives. Um, I think. I was shocked. You mentioned how every character kind of had their own flaws and their own backstories. And I was shocked how almost every one of the townspeople that we met uh, not only had their own backstory, but they had these truly interconnected lives. Mm-hmm. And it like we we compared it a little bit to um, Link's Awakening, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, this person has 17 eggs and that person needs 17 eggs. And so I'm going to go from one person to the <laughs> other. This story, Space for the Unbound, instead of doing that, set up a connection between characters. And so as you're going between these characters, mm-hmm. you're learning more about their relationship with one another. Uh, so I think that's the the question that I, I kind of have here is, uh, what did you think about as you built out this whole town of people with interconnected lives? Yeah. Uh, at first, we really want to make uh, a townsfolk Uh, reflect one of the characters like psychology and egoism so mm. 
mm. every every town every town's people is like it's kind of like a hopes and dreams of this one characters <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah. oh that's so, cool okay. so so everything we uh, we try to return to that character everything we try to return to that character and then uh we also like uh try to a keyword that we usually use, we usually use is irony like every character has their own irony uh like if you play the game like uh in the second chapter where you face this uh the chef like she has a struggle to which uh what kind of chef that she really wants to become uh, actually every every choice is is good right uh but in the end we as a human just can only pick one <laughs> can only pick one and then what happens is it actually doesn't really matter like which one to choose because in the end we have to sacrifice things that if we already take try to take some kind of path mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah are you it's... okay <laughs> yeah i'm like says, this is something i need to <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. We have to let go of things. We, we have to all... pick one. We have to pick one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why we can pick everything? <laughs> yes. Uh, this is coming like for it. me in a way that I didn't. I was not expecting this. Yeah. This is very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually like also a concept of space dive that we've been coming up. Uh, space dive is actually like uh, in the game you can space dive that. Uh, to people that are confused, right? They are confused between uh, between choices, and if if they don't pick any choices, they become confused, and then we can space dive them. We can help uh, we can help them to make a choice. Uh, it is the the spirit that we try to carry throughout the game. So everybody in the town has to as uh has to fight their own uh their own identity, like. They have to set their identity right. They have to looking back at their past. They have to looking back at their future, and then we, as a player, will help them to pick one, and to like to resurface their memory, something like that. We we always keep that in mind in building the characters in the game. Uh, yeah, to be honest, it's kind of blank canvas. Uh, it is like really the place for us to having fun, uh, in making the game. Like, uh, there is like one moment like when I talk talk with my nar- my narrative lead Elwin, uh, in the script that uh he presenting like uh a guy dressed in duck suit, <laughs> a guy dressed in duck suit just like being confused what future is about, <laughs> and then uh I don't really think twice about it because it looks really fun and then it looks really it's it looks really really real although on 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 paper it seems it sounds very ridiculous but uh we have a lot of moments something like that that we just like uh being very uh, being very instantaneous and then uh we we try to build a backstory backstory for these characters and then we try to apply it to, to the game yeah uh yeah the key the key word for like the people in the game is i uh irony and then and then the future that they really anxious about that is 
Mm-hmm. What I really, what resonated with me too is this idea and kind of going back to this idea of community is you, you have people all over town who are confused mm-hmm. and what's really nice is that you're not necessarily solving their problems for them, but you are, which planting the seed, which is kind of the flower in there yeah. is also sort of a thing, but you're planting these seeds for them to be able to make a choice. And so what's really cool is that it's about you, you can to some degree help yourself, but sometimes you do need someone else to come in and just give you a little push, give you a little guidance so that you can make the choice. And that way you can pull yourself out of whatever confusion or struggle that you're going through. And I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah, that is also one thing that we really would like to keep in mind. Like uh, no matter how we try to help other people in the end, the choice is it's in their hands. <laughs> something like that we all we can do is just like uh helping to sort things out and then helping like helping them uh thinking more much more clear much more clear and then hopefully they see they see uh they see things in a different way and then they make decisions uh we we really want we really want that kind of experience that uh in the end uh the choice it's on the other people <laughs> no matter how hard we try to help in the end it's their choice <laughs> yeah oh my goodness um i want to make sure and respect your time because we we've had such a good conversation okay. we have two sections left we have a fun round quick round of okay. just quick quick questions and then we'll have a bonus spoiler round that we can go through really okay. quickly for folks who have played the game so for a quick Fun question. Uh, Atma spends a lot of time collecting a lot of things in the yeah. game, the Yoman, <laughs> the bottle caps. And we were curious if you have anything that you like to collect in particular. Well, I actually collecting bottle cap myself. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so cool. It's, Wait, I... are the bottle caps real? Like, are the bottle caps actually from the game, like real sodas or inspired from the real sodas that you yes. collect? Yes. Yes, it is actually. It is like, uh, but it's actually my collection is from the from my middle school middle school time. So oh. when making the game, it's oh god, memories are back <laughs> are coming back to me. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, the lucky the lucky the lucky thing is uh, this bottle cap is still survive <laughs> despite wow. so many years despite so many years and uh, I. Myself personally, I've been really having a really great time, like seeing these bottle caps. Like, uh, let me give you some sample. There is like this two Coca Cola, this Coca Cola bottle cap. It uh, it has a different price tag, <laughs> and it has been it has been really fun for me, like to know over years, over over time, the price gradually changes, and then and then there is like. You included that in the game because yeah. you pick up a cola, a koala cola, and one's like five hundred rupiah, and the other one they were like after the financial crisis, this one became like a thousand, or I think it was something like that. Yeah, so yeah, you put yeah, that in is. the game. We included that in the game, and then oh. uh, there is like a World Cup edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, oh my gosh. <laughs> when the World Cup comes, like every 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 company like really try to celebrate it through their products, and then. Uh, it's a gold mine for me personally because this is my time to collect everything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, also, 
collecting bug bottle cap is actually not really a popular hobby but uh i mean collecting collecting bottle cap for the graphic is not really popular but the popular things back in the day to collect bottle caps is to collect the quotes in the back see the quotes oh. uh, in there are like a funny or wise quotes in the oh. back that that the yeah. company put in there so yeah so you can collect it just have fun with it yeah yeah actually actually it is like my hobby back in the past i i try to put it in the game <laughs> everybody agrees yeah hooray about that <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool i for me it would have been uh in the 90s collecting pokemon cards oh, except right. for all of my cards got stolen while oh, i was wow. in middle school no. by my middle school bully oh from my, my locker and he wow. never got in trouble for it and it where is he we need to find him i don't want to call him out publicly <laughs> but yeah oh my god oh my god it must be a very heartbreaking experience i also Sad remember days. that seeing my my big brothers collecting dragon ball trading cards and now it's already <gasps> got <That's cool. laughs> to rem- to like to remember it oh it just it just give a hole on your heart <laughs> Uh, should we go to the spoiler round? Yeah, I think so. To make so. sure we have some time? I think so, yeah. So s- before we go to the spoiler round, um, we want to make sure that folks who listen, who have not yet finished the game, you have this chance to like make sure you don't spoil yourself. But before those folks head out, um, Dimas, we wanted to make sure to give you a chance to say, where can folks go to support the game? Where can they find you in the studio and just learn more about what you all are doing and what you plan to do in the future? Oh yeah, uh, in the future there will be add, uh, there will be more language to come uh, for space for the unbound. Uh, maybe by the time this podcast online, maybe uh, the the update is already live, and hopefully uh, players all around the world can enjoy this game more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it's it's maybe not related to space for the unbound, but Mojican Studio is doing a game jam. Uh, like after seven years making this game, <laughs> we wow. we decided to we decided to take a little bit break, a little break, and then uh, we make uh, uh, we doing a game jam. Then where everybody in the social media can help us pick pick out the title, pick up the premise. It's already been done, and then we are in the middle midway process process of like brainstorming for the game. Yeah, and. Let's look forward to that. <laughs> awesome. So for bonus spoiler round, this is the last warning for anyone who wants to avoid the spoilers. Uh, Joel, would you like to kick it off? Uh, we thought of, there were so many questions that we had. Uh, the one that was most important to me mm-hmm. is um, we refer, it near the end of the game, Atma is specifically called the hero of the story. And I'm curious, knowing what we know about how this is a lot of this is happening in, in Raya's mind, in Ramala's mind, um, do you see him as the hero or would you point to a different character? Yeah, in a way, it's kind of, but uh, me, in Atma is like the hero of the story. Like, But in a way, uh, I would love to think that there are two heroes in the character. And the first is the player itself. Because like we write Atma as a blank slate, like he don't know anything about what what is actually happening in the in the in this world, and uh, and then we gradually giving him information 
as uh, and Atma becomes like the the glass for the players to look out uh, through to Raya's pass and Nirmala's pass, something like that. And every time I see like people playing the game, like uh, I don't know is this, if it's making sense or not, but uh, sometimes I feel I w- uh, would like to thank. Uh, the players for he- helping Raya getting out from her dreams. <laughs> Me personally, my heart. <laughs> Me personally, thinking that way. Uh, yeah, and the second hero of the story is I think I also think that Raya is a hero of the story. Like she goes through a lot and she finally overcomes her own fear and ugly past. Uh, I don't know if if she ever existed in the real world. Sometimes I've personally really want to congratulate her and then saying thank you for for not giving up uh, because in in like this first month we got a really lot of message that inspired by Raya's story right? uh, we received so many heartwarming messages about uh, about uh, some person decided to talk to their friends once again trying to uh, like uh, really inspired by how Raya is not perfect by all means, just human, and she is struggling at all. Yeah, it is really, it's really heartwarming for us to know that uh, Raya's story can help a lot of people. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do, and I'll just make this a quick note. Uh, so Jenny and I both used to teach middle school, and um, I have personally worked with a number of students that had situations very similar to Raya. And mm-hmm. um, if you, if any of you who are listening, if you're listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube video, if you find yourself identifying with some of Raya's experiences with household abuse or trauma or the extreme bullying and things like that, um, I, I felt a, a, de- a high degree of comfort playing this game. Like it was hard mm-hmm. at moments but the end being able to work through some of that trauma, I didn't know that you guys had consulted with a, a psychologist or therapist uh, as a part of building this game, but it felt so true to many of the students that I worked with that found themselves mm-hmm. in similar situations. So I, really well done to you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. The the one of the things that we really always want to uh, want to strive is like uh, for Raya character especially like. We have to uh, let her expressing her emotions in order to reach a people's heart. We have to experience that side of her, right? Like, uh, one, maybe, uh, I honestly, it takes a lot of energy. I kind of experiencing it myself, <laughs> handling that, that hand, handling that kind of situation, but uh, being there and being just being there, being exist like allowing themselves to express them uh, allowing uh, one person to express their uh, their emotion is really important uh, that is what one thing that we really want to uh, to express in the game that and have uh, then giving them some time to process is also really really important for us yeah well I think that's that's a perfect note to end on. Um, thank you so much for having this conversation with us, for 
deep diving space diving yeah. <laughs> to into yeah. um just more i'm not i'm not, oh, that was good. I'm that was not very getting good. tired of that joke um <laughs> in, into the game with us it's been such an honor to be able to talk to you and learn more about not only the game itself but the thought and care that went to it um again just to mirror what joel said playing it felt very real in a lot of very special ways and so really appreciate you creating something like this you yeah. and the whole team thank you for playing the game <laughs> thanks yes. a lot yeah um really quickly for folks interested in following maybe on social media where can they find mojikin studio oh yeah you can find our social media on facebook instagram and twitter and if you want to follow Tokyo Productions, they are also in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to follow the Space for the Unbound account specifically, uh, we are also on Facebook and Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. It was great having you. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you. Thanks you a lot for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Tomas. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us at Geeks and Grounds. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and geeksandgrounds.com. Everything is at Geeks and Grounds. Uh, thanks so much for joining tonight. May your brews be ever bubbling. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>